Welcome to Everything Imaginable, the podcast for curious minds from KGRA Radio. And here is your host, Gary Cochileo. Welcome everyone to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I am your host, Gary Cochilillo. Before we get started, I'd like to thank all my listeners for listening and also thank the contributors to my show, who are executive producer Candice Sanderson, author of The Reluctant Messenger, senior editor Amanda Steele, author of Ghosts of Me, binaural production engineer Damien Keller, author of Sounds Good, Sounds Great, and monthly co-host Jared Murphy, author of It's Not Aliens, It's Worse, Is Us. If you are interested in contributing to this podcast, go to everythingimaginable2020.com and you'll find a whole bunch of information there on how to contribute. And now, without further ado, our guest for today is Lynn Wilmot. And she has written, uh, I guess they're sort of um, paranormal fantasy books. It's a, it's a trilogy and is uh, really interesting. Thank you for coming on today. Oh, thank you so much, Gary, for having me. It's wonderful. <clears throat> so, um, what inspired you to write a paranormal, multi-dimensional <laughs> book for young adults? It's for, as you say, it's for young adults. Um, well, I'm fairly old, so in the sixties. Let's go back to the sixties. This is when my spiritual um, journey began when I was um, protesting against the Vietnam War. And uh, so it's just been a gradual increase over the years. I'm actually a potter, so, um, so that took most of my time. Mm. And, of course, now I've got arthritis and things like that. So, I'm, so I picked up writing instead of um, making pots. Um, I suppose the pers- the reason I wrote this, or the the people who inspired me the most, would be a Finhorn. Do, would your um, listeners know anything about the beginning of Finhorn? How it all started? I don't know. Um, how did it because start? Because it, it's magical. It really is magical. These people, um, they were fairly. They were once again hippies. They were didn't have much money, so they were in a caravan. They parked in a sandy spot in up in uh, Scotland. This was it was really cold. The area was horrible, and um, one of the there were three of them in the caravan. And Dorothy McLean seemed to link into a spirit, some sort of um, she called them divas. They're mm. nature spirits. She would get messages from them telling her how to plant a garden. So in this this sparse, sandy soil right on the beach, um, the most amazing um, garden was produced with huge vegetables. And uh, pe- people, um, you know, experts were saying this cannot possibly happen. These plant, these plants cannot survive in this sort of. So that, um, that was the beginning of um, Finhorn. Um, so it started with nature spirits, and that that more or less 
gave me the inspiration to start believing in a lot of areas that uh, back in the 70s and 80s were cuckooed and, and not believed. Now with quantum physics, of course, we are starting to understand um, alternate realities and, and the chance that there might be such something like nature spirits are now um, taken more or less for granted. But when these vegetables were grown, this was quite a miraculous thing. Anyway, it was what inspired me and gave me the courage to sort of explore areas of so-called fantasy. So that's how the book started. Other people who in inspired me would be um, Art Bell. And uh, I used to listen to Coast to Coast back mm -hmm. in the 90s. And um, that's when I started to really believe in UFOs and, and, um, and the fact that we are being visited, yeah. uh, visitors. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and, of course, that, uh, <clears throat> one of the main characters in my book or one of the is um, uh, people from other realities that are now living on our planet. Awesome. So that, so that's how I got uh, I started. Right. <clears throat> so this isn't necessarily. I wouldn't say it's completely um, a fantasy based. Uh, trilogy is because a lot of the stuff that you're talking about. I mean, I've done 200 interviews, and actually, you mentioned Art Bell. I actually work with one mm. of his uh, previous oh, producers quite a bit. <gasps> wonderful, um, wonderful. Oh. So, and I, if you look at my guests, a lot of my guests have been on coast to coast. Um, yeah, of course. So, yeah. so, but a lot of the stuff that you're talking about, you know, science is really leaning towards it being true. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. of, uh, the, you know, the science seems to be starting to lean towards that reality is more of a form of consciousness than it is something of physicality. It yes, it is. Yeah, it's an energy. Um, we virtually live on um, an in an energy system. We're, we're energy, and this reality is energy, and our... Uh, Thoughts create our reality, you know, what we think we are or we become. And I, I have tried to, I, I haven't put that in so many words in my books, but I'm trying to get those thoughts through to the um, younger people. And I know a lot of them actually, um, it's wonderful what the uh, younger generation are now um, uh, believing. If you compare my my life in, in the 60s, 70s and 80s to what's happening now, it's absolutely incredible. I would never have thought this would um, take place. But because, uh, mainly, I guess, because of quantum physics and what they're actually discovering. Right. Because during, uh, so, during like the 60s and 70s, they probably just thought, you know, there were just a, were a bunch of far out uh, acid tripping hippies. Absolutely, and I was surrounded by it. <laughs> I was—I I really was. I was surrounded by everyone I knew was either dropping acid or smoking dope or something, and I had uh, this. I intuitively knew that I mustn't do it. Uh, um, it was—it wasn't a fear. It was almost—I um, knew I mustn't go near 
drugs for some reason or other. Um, and I only tried once. My boyfriend was so angry with me. And so I gave in and it was the most horrendous. And it was only grass. So that's all I smoked. <laughs> so, uh, I had this terrible, terrible trip. And, um, and so I, on something so mild, I couldn't believe that it was happening to me. So I never went near it again afterwards. Um, I'm not saying that it's wrong mm-hmm. um, for other people. Gosh, no, but it was wrong for me. Yeah. Yeah, it takes a uh, – I used to do a lot of it myself, actually. I bet you did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, as I say, but, but I had like the ridiculous. Yeah, I had, I had like a ridiculously high tolerance for it up until I was about right. 20 years old. And then once I got into my 20s, I was like, oh, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I stopped. No, no. <laughs> no. And, and, but you would have got – probably some great insights from that didn't you i mean oh, I, I realized been... that 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 my mind is what's creating the reality because if, yeah. if my reality can be altered by a chemical well then exactly. i obviously have to start questioning everything yeah exactly exactly so in a way um i mean Tim, timothy leary was right and, and um a lot of people benefited greatly from it so um and, and it may I don't know, but it may have been one reason for contributing to where the state of consciousness is now. I, uh, I know, but who knows? Uh, that's just my thoughts. Yeah. So anyway, my books, um, there are three, three of them. Right. Um, and um, I had actually written another book before that, um, which... Is is called a small book of comfort, which is um, working towards uh, opening the heart. It, it's just a small book on um, uh, methods of opening the heart and, and starting to find love. So, in my trilogy, I'm also sort of working towards the fact that this energy of love is is the the creative energy that we all need to uh, tune into. So that's another. um, But but one of the main reasons I wrote the book is because of climate change. So Mm -hmm. that's huge huge in the books, the climate change. So how do you connect all of that together, the idea <laughs> of, of parallel worlds and, and yep. beings from other places and mm. sort of an, an adventure and weave yes, that into ha- a morality of climate change. It, it has to be an adventure, doesn't it? It can't <laughs> be boring. But um, so um, what I did was I introduced a... Um, a community or, or a kingdom that is um, on an alternate in an alternate reality in northern Australia, and they have to join our reality because they realise how dangerous um, our our world is becoming, and that climate change is such a threat. And so they uh, it's written into their prophecies that they must join with uh, the earthlings to try and 
prevent this terrible disaster of climate change. So that's how I introduced it. Hmm. And so um, the protagonist in my books, or the enemy really, um, we could say the government and the army might, are the em- enemies in my book. But in, in reality, I think that even our government officials are restricted and um, being controlled or misled by some sort of other force. I don't know what this force is. It has something to do with money, I think. But there is some sort of limitation being put on us all. And um, and I try and talk about that in the book as uh-huh. well. Oh, yeah. I, I it's, it's definitely money, you know. Like, one of the things yeah. I think about is, like, like, would aliens use money? Probably not. No. Well, my <laughs> aliens don't. In my book, in my book, they talk about the, this weird, these weird earthlings who actually use this thing called money. <laughs> and I actually go deeply into that in the book, you know, um, with, with the, uh, they, in fact, I've done a lot of staring at our culture through the eyes of these, um, this alternative, um, uh, community and, and it's interesting to look at how we actually live. It's, it's diabolical, isn't it? We are being controlled left, mm-hmm. right and centre. And nobody questions it. No, <laughs> Everybody's like, well, what no. do you mean? People can't live without money. It's like, exactly. And where does everything come from? I mean, even if we, we look at the steel industry, it has to come from the, the earth. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is... In fact, that's how Australia makes their money, you know. Uh, so everything actually comes from a natural source to begin with. So why do we need money? Anyway, we do, and we've always done it. So. <laughs> well, I think that's awesome that you bring that up in your book, to bring yeah. young people introduced into this idea, like, hey, you know, maybe... This needs to be questioned. Yes, yeah. That's awesome. It really is fun to start questioning all the things we do. Um, So I've got I've done it over the three books. So my um, the first book is released now, of course, and then my second book, the second one called Two Worlds Unite. Mm -hmm. That's when the the two worlds do unite and they work towards trying to um, save the planet. Um, and that book is released in November. And then the third book, Interdimensional Worlds, th- that book takes us further into the fact that there are other dimensions, um, other timelines, Etc. Etc. So that book, I'm not sure when that'll be released. Probably in 1920. We're 23, probably. Wow. Hopefully, I'm still alive when it's, <laughs> it's released because I'm fairly old. Oh, hopefully, the planet's still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the other thing. I, we shouldn't laugh about it, really, because um, you know there there is a chance of. Um, Oh, I don't know whether we'll survive. I don't know. Yeah. 
But but there's always something new coming up, isn't there? We are always creating something new. So mm-hmm. I have hope for humanity. I really do. Um, something will happen, and uh, I, I don't think there'll be mass extinction. I think we will somehow get out of it. Hmm. Do you think that the human race has been through this before and wiped a good part Absolutely. of itself out and then some of it yeah, hung absolutely. on and revived mm-hmm. itself? <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Um, I, I, I do feel that we had a, another um, civilization, Atlantis, and mm-hmm. before that perhaps um, Lemuria. And um, I've looked really, uh, because I'm so interested in climate change, I've looked into the actual um, timeline or the um, climate change over the ages, you know, um, and we're going back, if we go back to 13,000 years ago, 12,000 years ago, maybe that's when Atlantis was um, uh, around um, because that's when the those dreadful, the dreadful um, flood, flooding and melting of the ice started to take place. Yeah. Maybe that's when Atlantis was wiped out. But you're quite right, people survived. Not, not, you know, there were survivors. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's very interesting is nor- the northern hemisphere, but um, in that dreadful flooding ice age um, period, Australia wasn't flooded. We we um, we had ice around the edges of uh, in the southern parts of Australia, but we we weren't flooded. Um, and this is another thing I I bring into my book. Um, the uh, the um, indigenous Australians go back sixty thousand years ago, sixty to seventy thousand years they've been around. So um, the history of um, First Australians is goes way way back, and um, and I bring that into my book as well. All right, that's another interesting fact too that a lot of the indigenous type of people, their, their history goes back further than what science says. Yeah, absolutely, and they seem to have a different connection to nature and to the planet and to the earth. They, they have a different connection altogether to what we Westerners have. Um, yes, um, but Australian, but the Australian Indigenous people are quite remarkable because this land is not giving. This is not. Mm-hmm. It's very, especially where I uh, centre most of uh, my action in the northern, uh, northern parts of Western Australia. Oh, it's very dry. It's um, oh, it's it's um, uh, almost. I, I I just don't know how they survived, but uh, and, but they did because there's there there is the um, pictures on uh you know on the walls of how their their um their drawings of kangaroos go back. 50,000 years ago. I mean, it's quite amazing that just is. how lot, you know, how old our culture is here. 
Wow. Anyway. So in, in your um, book, with the um, beings that are trying to merge with Earth to help us through, you know, stop climate change, you know, that, and I yeah. ask this question too with, with a lot of people that I talk to who channel. Um, why would they care? Why would they want to help? Um, well, it would appear that um, that Earth Earthlings, I must call them humans. We humans, excuse me, I've got a cough. <coughs> we seem we seem to have a a state of consciousness um, that, for want of a better word, our higher selves or our soul, quite um, magical. And although most humans are, are closed, they, they haven't made contact with that higher self, it is there. And so that we have got... Um, we have something to offer the people, uh, the, these um, visitors, the visitors that come. From uh, I listen to, can you still hear me? Yes, I hear you. Sorry. Um, I listen to um, uh, different people who, as you say, who, who've been abducted mm -hmm. and, and they talk about the fact that we do have magical things to offer and this is why they we are trying they are trying to help us it would appear that there are some um ets uh, that are trying to come in onto the planet or help people on the planet right now because we do have something to offer we have a a spiritual or a higher element to us that they seem to like um, or they seem to actually revere. Listening to um, Bashar, do you know you, Daryl Anker? Um, have you ever spoken to Daryl Anker? No, I haven't. He channels he channels Bashar. You haven't mm. done that? No. Um, no. I'll have to what check about that out. Uh, he's wonderful. He's Daryl Anker's been around for. Um, oh, Oh, I don't know, 30 years, I suppose. So Bashar is a, um, uh, he, uh, he's, he thinks it's his future self. Mm -hmm. And he, and so Bashar has been explaining uh, how, uh, how magical we really are and what we do have to offer if we can only get past living on the surface of, of our lives and go deeper into our, our inner selves. This is what we. Um, this is where the magic and the power um, lies. And and if we can open ourselves up to this, um, uh, well, you you discovered it when you were smoking. So um, that there is another part of us that is uh, quite wonderful, and the visitors uh, seem to know about this. And they seem to want to help the um, earthlings survive. <laughs> anyway, um, do, that, do you, do you think if we did um, wipe out the planet, wipe ourselves out, that maybe not only would it, you know, 
wipe us out and whatever is special about us, but also have a ripple effect, yeah, which will. I can't hear. Yes. Can you hear me now? I didn't hear you. Uh, I didn't hear you then. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. If we wipe ourselves out, what? Would it have a ripple effect that would affect beings in other dimensions? Absolutely. I think so. Yeah. Because we actually function through, over more than one dimension ourselves. And um, so we are talking into actually here. And um, it would appear that if if we continue to um, um, drop atomic bombs, apparently this would flood out through dimensions and, and affect other dimensions. So I think that is another reason why they're trying to help us, because we're so violent that... that um, our violence could cause um, um, interdimensional uh, chaos. So yes, I think you're right. I think that is another reason reason for it. I think really we're part of we're part of the community. And, and we're just such a violent little part of the community, and they're trying to trying to help and ease us into a a greater state of consciousness um i think do, do, do you think that uh or is this in your book actually uh, where they're trying to raise uh human vibration yes yeah yep well um i think that this is happening when i say the changes that are taking place here now that I find quite remarkable. I think that that is because our vibration is we are in it. We're an energy system, and the vibe and the um, the uh, frequency of our system is slowly, slowly rising. I think uh, many of the younger people um, are uh, much more um, vibratory, uh, have a, a wider opening their consciousness through vibration than perhaps um, people of my um, age group that are quite narrow and uh, compressed mm -hmm. uh, that, uh, there isn't such a difference so I think I think energy the, the lifting of vibration is very important I think it's happening um, and I do think that that is one of the reasons why, it seems at the moment with this cha the changes that are happening that people are really struggling, aren't they? Um, there's a lot of drama and almost insanity taking place as people try to cope with what's going on at the moment. And I have a feeling that it's to do vibration. As we lift, a lot of people are being left behind or they don't know what they don't really know what they're dealing with. Um, and, and and it's just sad that this is happening. Um, mm -hmm. So, do you feel it at all? I I do. I I, I think it confuses people. I think people are confused mm. by um, mm. things changing so rapidly, and uh, they don't know how to yeah. handle it, and they lash out mm. because that's all mm. they know. That that's that's their their way of coping exactly. Yeah. And so we can't blame them. No. Um, it, it's uh, uh, and especially with the virus taking on such a terrible 
um, toll of, of human. Look what's happening in India at the moment. Oh, um, yeah, people are awful. just not just not able to cope. It's just the change is horrendous. But I do feel that this virus is part of the change. It's part of the wake up call. Yeah, I I also I I agree, and one of the things that the virus has also done is it's made people focus inward more. Mm, mm, yes, it's for, almost forcing them to, isn't it? Because yeah. the isolation is making people focus inward, and a lot of people uh, uh, benefit from it, but a lot of people are really frightened by it because they're being cut off. From their uh, their communities and they're isolated and they don't like it. They don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So at the moment, it's a it, it's an amazing time we're going through right now. I speak as an an eighty year old. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it almost turned everybody into like. Um, like yogis living in, in caves yeah, by themselves like, for, exactly. for a year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's um, um, I'm I'm a, a, a hermit. I hardly talk to anybody. I, you know, um, my beliefs do not um, ring true to a lot of people around me. So I never talk. I the way I'm talking to you now. I never talk to people around me like this. So I'm quite used to being um, isolated, mm-hmm. and uh, and so so uh, it, nothing much has changed for me. But um, over in this here in Australia, uh, the stress level has gone up enormously. Um, it, the, we, our, we didn't have we haven't had the same vir- impact on the virus, but the um, our stress levels are dreadful. Uh, people, suicides and lifeline are being... Uh, Australians don't like being cut off either. Yeah. But but it's it's a part of this change as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so my book... Um, or my my books um, try to cover all this, but but really, um, it's an adventure. I, I try to hide all that I've spoken to you about. <laughs> I try to hide it behind this adventure. So so any young person listening to this, please, you wouldn't you won't be bored. Uh, um, uh, it, what we're talking about here is hardly um, mentioned in in my books. So, it's just hinted at. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the way Tolkien hit his message in his book. Yes, yeah, sort of. Uh, <laughs> thank you for. Uh, uh, I like you using Tolkien uh, as um, as an example. Oh, it's very nice. Yep. Um, I hitched around Australia when I was younger, so uh, I was up in the Northern Territory and and the north of uh, Western Australia. And that was another reason uh, why I was so amazed by what I saw up there. That was why I um, have placed the uh, put. Uh, you know, the the books are um, up. 
well, in Sydney and in the north or northern Australia, just Sydney and northern Australia. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, it's just a, quite an amazing area, the, the uh, remote area of Australia. It's harsh and hot and huge. Um, and it just, there's just nobody there. Uh, you know, it's so remote mm-hmm. and, um, and isolated. So, um, so that's how I could uh, uh, have my um, interplanetary people. That's that's where I could put them, and nobody could <laughs> nobody could say that they might not be there. <laughs> um, how how do your characters cross over from one dimension to another? Uh, they they really don't. Um, I, I've kept it all. Um, on and this uh, in this realm, mm-hmm. um, when at, in the end, at the end of the first book, as the, my hero, who is a, a young Australian boy, um, he is uh, well, young, I mean, he's a 19 year old, he is the one that realigns the two realities, but when. Uh, in this other reality, I do actually have um, uh, um, I have them talking to trees. I I, um, I try and keep it as if it is this reality, but I just have a, um, a, a slightly different uh, take on everything. But mm. I, I try and keep it. Uh, it's not in other realms. This is what I'm trying to say. It's right. not in some sort of uh, um, cloud-filled uh, remote realm. It's down to earth. And, mm-hmm. and, yeah. So. Um, so so the they're sort of here with us. Yes. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, so so is it like they're kind of like elementals? Yes, um, I do have elementals in it. Uh, I've got um, a nature spirit. She's um, one of the major um, uh, characters. She's a nature spirit. I have, um, um, I've got um, tree. Uh, another major character in the first book is a tree. <laughs> Um, who, who's who's in the tree in this in that dimension is connected all to all the trees um, in the world, so he can bring information through f- from different dimensions. So I use a tree to do that. Um, it was interesting when I first um, I first put this story, gave this story to a, a professor. Um, of, of children's literature um, so she could check it and she was absolutely horrified <laughs> she said but trees she was just beside herself saying that trees don't talk and <laughs> she she missed the whole um, the whole reason for the book but I can remember <laughs> her, her just in big red scribbly lines saying trees don't talk and in another 
in another part of the, the book, I've got something saying faster than the speed of light. And in big red pencil, she said, there is nothing faster than the speed of light. <laughs> <laughs> so she had no idea. She really had no idea. Um, so I've got um, telepathy, you know, uh, there's a lot lot of telepathy going on um, in this other realm. Um, and in the second book, I actually try and bring the two, the two, um, two communities or two kingdoms together in Sydney. And um, this is where um, I have the, um, the comment on how how weird we we um, uh, humans are, and how strange our our, um, our uh, habits are by, by using the um, the the main character of this other realm um, commenting on Earthlings in Sydney. So that mm. was that's that's quite fun. A lot of it is fun uh, in the book, yeah. So how is it, like, like I see, I can understand how they would react to us. How do we react to them? Are, are any um, of the, of us humans sort of like shocked by their existence? Like, whoa, what do we do? Absolutely. Well, um, the, the, the army, the police force, et cetera, et cetera, that they just won't believe that they even exist. So yes, I have um, the so I have the government uh, officials um, disclaiming the fact there is such a thing as off pla off planet uh, um, beings, um, but then I have the, these group group the young group of people that slowly slowly realise that um, there is such you know there are. Other realms and other states of consciousness, and uh, other intelligences um, that that you know, Earth is not alone. There are other um, other uh, beings in, in other dimensions. Um, so, I, I, so I have a group of um, my main um, characters. Uh, a group of friends that realise that um, there is much more to this world than just what we see in front of us. And so the the, the people that don't realise this are the government people, mm -hmm. you know, that claiming that they can't. This community of people cannot possibly be um, li uh, making um, a a, um, a, a Building a community on uh, on uh, on land that is owned by the government. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like reality to me. <laughs> it doesn't sound um, like a well, fantasy we, book at all. <laughs> uh, you remember, you're talking to a, a, a hippie. <laughs> you're talking to someone who. who I don't know why things didn't change in the 60s. I, the um, uh, documentary on um, Woodstock the other night. Uh -huh. and, um, oh, and I was crying because 
back in then, in uh, what was that, 69, I think, what it was, we knew, young people knew what was wrong and they knew things could change and Woodstock showed how in peace and love it all could happen. I mean, there were half a million people in that field and they just fed each other. They just, oh. So why didn't, why didn't things change then? I don't understand what happened. What happened to those half a million people? They went back to their lives and what, where did they go? Look, um, I look at myself and I think, I, I, well, I've written three books, but really, um, I haven't done much to make, make a difference. And I go back to this money thing and this dark force that is so controlling and has controlled our civilization for for hundreds, maybe thousands of years, whatever this force is. And that's what we're really trying to to not eliminate but overcome. And I don't know if we we didn't do it in the sixties, that's for sure. So I don't know if we're we're. I feel we've reached another point of uh, where we were in the sixties, mm-hmm. but perhaps one level up, one you know, one frequency higher now than we were in the sixties. I think. I don't know. I, I, don't I know. think. I, I think the sixties were successful. I mean, maybe it wasn't the change. That everybody wanted, but I'm I'm 54, and I was oh, hev- yeah. I was heavily yeah. influenced right, by, by right. you know the the, the, mm. the especially the music of the 60s bands like oh, like Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath yeah. and yeah. Jimi Hendrix, the Who, the, Who, the, Who. the Kinks, oh, and, all and, that, and um and um. Crosby, Stills, and Nash, mm-hmm. American group. I just love them. They were great. So, so um, all all that stuff influenced me, and, and still has mm-hmm. today. In mm-hmm. so it never went away. I think it influenced another group of people. Right. And, and, so it and, need, and we mm-hmm. keep influencing mm-hmm. each other, and each time it goes around, hopefully, the the crowd it, just gets larger. Yeah. It, Exactly. I think you might be right um, that uh, it just has to spread out through the collective till there is, uh, um, uh, you know, tip us over, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Um, so may, maybe you're right. Uh, uh, but I was just watching, I, I was crying as I watched that uh, that documentary because I thought, you know, I could see that how much they all had and how much we didn't, we seem to have lost or not followed up on. So, but I think maybe you're right. It has to be a slow change. And here we are again at another point. Um, yeah. But uh, clim- climate is really is a problem. We can't, we really can't hide from it for much longer or, I should say our governments can't hide from it for much longer, right? Um, because it, it's um, it's really starting to eat in, 
to to um, into our state of uh, our state of being. Yeah, I think nothing's um, nothing's. There's two things I think that really scare the government and corporations. One is the idea of free energy. And, no, I th- and, and I think the other one is people realizing the power of their own consciousness and being. Yes, Cause, exactly. Because if people realize how powerful that they actually are, yes, then they don't need yep. the government to t- tell them what to do anymore. Absolutely. I mean, this is the scary bit, isn't it? Because if we really do look at the fact that um, – that we create our reality, look at the power, who we really are. If these people started to wake up and realize the power they actually have, my goodness, that would be, I mean, that would really change the dimension immediately. Um, So we are powerful beings. But the other thing is that it's quite scary um, I'm still working through the fact that, um, that uh, and I'll read it out to you, um, fear only exists when you do not understand that you have the power to project thought and, the, and that the universe will respond. So that we, you know, and I'm working with this now and I'm Aishi and I'm still not doing very well. Um, so it, it's uh, it's not an easy thing to to um, to move into one's power. It's not easy. <laughs> oh, I saw a quote. Um, one of the, I don't know if you ever heard of him. His name is, he's he's actually a magician. His name is Lon Milo Ducat, and he had posted one of his quotes. He he said that there, there's only he said all people are magicians. Just some are competent and some are not. <laughs> some don't realize they have mm-hmm. magic. Yeah, yes, they don't know. Exactly. And, and it's just so true. Yes, it, does. it is. Yep, yep. Um, but people have got to wake up, and I feel that that may be what, what is happening with the change, that, um, that the frequency is lifting and people are starting to wake up. And some people are really scared, and other people are not able to wake up. But um, uh, it would appear that um, the, the great there's such there's a greater um, percentage of population now. Having, I mean, me having this conversation with you is just amazing. This wouldn't have happened 50 years ago. No. Um, and, and the fact that you know that your audience will understand what we're talking about, mm-hmm. it, it tells me that um, that things are moving and things are getting better as far as uh, consciousness goes and, and people waking up, um, that it is improving. And so that tells me there is there is hope. There is. There is hope. There is yeah. hope. And, and it's because of people like you doing your part, like writing books to help, you know, plant some seeds oh, in a younger yeah. generation. God, I hope so. Um, um, I, I really uh, i am not thinking of selling this for money. What I'm mm-hmm. wanting to sell, what I'm wanting, I would like to even give them away. 
is for people just to read them and to to have fun reading the book, but getting a few, you know, uh, dropping a few ideas here and there. I just would love to give the books away so people could read them yeah. because um, that's that's all. That's the only thing I've been able to do is write. Um, mm. I I haven't been able to do you know be of much help um, any other way. Right. Well, the best I could do is this podcast for you to reach out. Well, I mean, look what you're doing. Exactly. You're yeah. reaching out to people. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully it has some impact. Well, you know, I'm sure you're getting feedback. You must get feedback from your listeners. Um, it, um, there must, it must be having an impact. It is. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Us having this little chat today, hopefully um, that might um, lead to some other people having a chat with you about different things. (laughs) Um, um, So uh, the people that influenced me, uh, and if people are interested, go back and read the history of Finhorn because I mean, that tells us that there are nature spirits in other dimensions, that uh, the the natural world is quite, the natural world uh, that we walk through every day is quite wonderful. There's nature spirits around. There are beings on higher levels that are willing to help us. I'm not talking ETs now, I'm talking guides um people's guides um mm-hmm. angelic uh, an angelic realm there are there are other entities in other realms that will help if we ask for it um and as i say finhorn was one wonderful um example of this and um uh, other people that influenced me were um people like Robert Munro who did all that out-of-body stuff and he went through to other dimensions, amazing stuff. John Lilly, do you know about John Lilly? No. There's all these people. John Lilly was um, around in the 70s and he was the one who began the... um, the tank water tanks where you floated in the water and oh and yeah yeah like in the movie altered states yes i've always yes. wanted so to do john, that yeah so yes those tanks are, are just amazing so john lily as he floated as he he explored all this he was a doctor um he had he, he interacted with beings from other realms so these what people used to sneer at as as rubbish um now is starting to actually be proven so um um so when i used to study my my book of fairies when i was six and seven (laughs) um and now now starting to prove that there are such things as fairies i've got um in my book, I've got um, a, a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot. Uh-huh. Bigfoot is uh, one of my um, uh, characters. Um, so I, I believe in Bigfoot. And um, 
um, and who else? Um, I was gonna say um, trees, uh, telepathic trees, mm-hmm. um, telepathic dog, <laughs> a dog in there that can talk. So uh, you can see what fun I had writing this, this book or these books. That sounds awesome. You know, I, I, you know, one of the things that you mentioned, like like the tree, the tree, trees have always been a spiritual symbol forever. Wonderful. You Wonderful. know, and, I, um, uh, and, and I don't know. Sometimes I look at a tree, you know, like especially like an old tree, and I just wonder, like, how how much has that tree seen, and how much does that tree know? And yes, plus, exactly. I, I think I do think that there's communication between plants, and I've done some a couple of episodes well, on that. Yeah, well, they've actually done it, haven't they? They're mm-hmm. proving. Um, if you, uh, I, one experiment I saw of um, uh, flowers, you put a match near a, a, a flower, and they actually scream. They so they have feelings. They have an intelligence different to ours. It doesn't say that it's any better or worse. It's just different. And definitely trees um, are entities in their own right, um, just a different state of consciousness. Uh, I go walking every day and I try and contact these trees, but um, I get nowhere, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I can't communicate with them at all, but I know some people can. And... Um, uh, it's uh, so I'm absolutely sure that they have a state, a wonderful state of consciousness or state of being that is different to ours, but it's just as wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure you feel it though. Um, well, I mean, the uh, feeling I is undeniable, I think, when, when you're out you in calm nature. Down. You definitely you can't, it's a, a very calming, lovely gentle feeling yes yeah. you're quite right i feel that um, i'm lucky enough to be able to walk in amongst it every day um, and it's always really calming but uh, to actually have an in- interaction with with um with nature um uh I, I, i'm not capable but uh, but um other people other gurus and um uh, oh, I can't remember the name of the. What What are these wonderful people who actually um, communicate with other other realms, and they have they can shape shift. What are they called? Um. Oh, they say they're, they're um, usually um, a lot of native um, people. Are oh, shamans. Shamans, the shaman is the word I was looking for. Yes, um, and so that they have wonderful interaction with nature. Um, I would love to be able to do what they do. <laughs> you can see why ETs think that we're pretty wonderful because there we do have a lot going for us. We do. We do. We just don't pay attention to it. We pay attention to all the oh, wrong yeah. things. I recently, just a couple weeks ago, I got like a uh, a three month year old, three month old puppy. Oh, 
Oh, and how gorgeous. And he said, but he's distracted by everything. <laughs> Every little thing just distracts him and he goes chasing after. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of how we are, I think. Yeah, you, you're quite right. You're quite right. We are, um, uh, we are, we, we have to, to develop, don't we? We're like teenagers. We really have, um, uh, a lot of development. To t- has to take place <laughs> before we can join the rest of the um, uh, international co- uh, interdimensional communities. We we have to grow up. Yeah, I think that's a lot of them are helping, uh, trying to help us grow up. Mm-hmm. I, I listen sometimes to Whitley Strieber, and although he, I know he um, upsets a lot of people, he does seem to have a, a some sort of communication with some what he calls visitors and he is maintaining that they are trying to help us yeah. but he's but we have to they have a different state of mind altogether they approach things differently and and so that they're very scary mm-hmm. um, according but i i've never have you had any contact with such um, entities, I haven't. I have not. No, not not like that. I I, I feel something though when I'm around nature. You know, I, I've always been really drawn to to nature, mm-hmm. and like, mm-hmm. and I feel sad when I see it being destroyed. It's like, for example, oh, like I God. live in the country now, but mm-hmm. there there start people are starting to sell their farms and stuff, and like not far yeah. down the road from me, they're tearing up a farm to build a strip mall. And I was like. Oh uh, God, yeah. Oh God. You know? well, <laughs> like meanwhile, like other people are like, oh yeah, now I don't have to drive so far to go to the store. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So let let's put a shop up next door to a farm. But, oh. um, it is frightening, isn't it? I, I um, just recently um, where I walked, they just chopped down three trees. I have no idea why. But where these trees uh, arched over, so they met at the, at, at, in the center, so mm-hmm. that you walk through this tunnel of trees, and it was beautiful, and they chopped them down. So it's now open and horrible. And I mean, I just cried. I, I, I couldn't believe what they'd done. How can they be so, so um, destructive? Um, so uh, there, so and, and we come back to government officialdom, and probably there was a reason for cutting those trees down. They probably were blocking some drain or something. Mm-hmm. But so, so um, this is why in my books I'm able to use government officials and the army, and, uh, 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 because they're so rigid. Oh yeah, they've got so many controls, and they're just not flexible. So I can use them as enemies in my books. <laughs> uh, I definitely am not a fan of the government. Any government, it's <laughs> you just say that they just make so many laws and rules, and and um, that are quite really, if they allowed us to use our sense you know, become uh, more um, practical and sensible, we wouldn't need these laws because we n- would know just how to um, how to behave. Mm-hmm. 
not only when we know how to behave, but once we, when we have the ability to connect with like higher levels of consciousness, the higher levels of mm. thought, mm. we'll be able mm. to solve problems in a less destructive oh, way. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. When we'll be more in harmony with the planet and with nature rather than Absolutely. tearing it up. Yeah. Um, so in a way, what you're saying is all these government rules are almost um, restricting us from growth. Yeah. In a way, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that that in a way we are still being um, uh, held back from developing be for the very re reasons that they're trying to protect us are actually ho holding us back from growth. Well, I don't think they're trying to protect us. I think they're just using us as slaves. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you, you said I didn't say that. You I said, said that. that. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'll claim immunity once you're being um, <laughs> locked up. <laughs> aren't, we, aren't we lucky? I mean, if we lived in the Middle East, we would not be able to talk like this. So, really, we're very lucky to be so free with our with our ability to um, make comments, aren't we? We are. We are. But, but the funny thing is, I do have listeners in the Middle East. Oh, do like, you? like in places oh. like Turkey and Iran. Oh, my like, like, it's, oh, people, really? it's amazing like how much of a reach podcasts have. <gasps> wow, you are changing things. So. That's, that's wonderful. And I, I just sort of had in my mind that this was West, you know, America, maybe, maybe UK, maybe Australia, but Middle East, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll... Hi to everybody in the Middle East. <laughs> Yeah, I actually, I got quite a few listeners wonderful. In, in the Middle East, in India, Hong Kong. Yeah. All oh, really? Oh, God. The terrible things that are happening in Hong Kong, it's dreadful, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I actually have a my, my My love and sympathy go to anybody in Hong Kong, and also my love and sympathy go to anybody in India. So... Um, um, we are thinking about you. It's just, um, just horrific. Yeah, it's horrific. Got, just got to hang on. Mm, mm. Well, as I say, this change that we are going through now is um, is horrific. It's uh, no, uh, it might be for the good, but it certainly is causing um, a lot of upheaval within within the planet, within mm. humanity. It's difficult. One of the things I will say, though, too, that I think might change because of all this is I know for myself anyway, my own personal experience with, with death and losing parents and family yeah. and, and all mm. that makes me feel less connected to my body and more connected to my spirit. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So. And, and really, when they we don't die, what That's you're saying true. is yeah. quite We don't die. So... Um, and probably they're much better off having left this planet at the moment where they where they went to. But you're quite right. The, I um oh gosh, I'm trying to oh Bruce Lipton. Do you know Bruce Lipton's work? I've heard Bruce of him, Lipton. yes. 
Dr. Bruce Lipton. Mm -hmm. Well, Dr. Bruce Lipton, who has done an awful lot of work with um, cell, cellu the cellular system, yeah. um, he is he maintains absolutely that um, that we operate, we are operating outside our, of our bodies. That the body is like a um, a little robot that we use to uh, function in this uh, on this um, solid planet. Oh, it's not really solid, but in this solid. Um, uh, reality, but we are outside of our bodies uh, as consciousness, and we just work through the body. So, um, uh, so uh, we are spirit. Uh, we, we're um, we're not we are not matter. We are spirit, and we are simply working through the body um, and having an experience on this planet um, and that's why we're here to experience to grow through experience so as spirit as spiritual beings we're here to explore and experience the the good and the bad of this physical world mm -hmm. but then once we leave once we're finished once we die we're back it, only the body dies, um, and we're back to the spiritual realms. Yeah. So when yeah. you say you're spirit, you are spirit. I am spirit. Everybody, we're actually spirit having experience on this planet. I completely agree. You know, one of the things that I cover, I've done I know, maybe 20 or 30 interviews on out-of-body experiences and near-death experiences. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it's such a, a cool the reason I mean the reason I like that topic is because it proves that and, and people yeah. people if they want to experiment with different things like for example like the uh, isolation tanks like yes. it, it'll it'll yep. prove to you that you're not your body exactly exactly because all every um, all the feeling all the sensation goes and you just become spirit. Yeah, but um, so Bruce Lipton is wonderful. Uh, Christian Murphy is another person that I, um, uh, when I was younger, in fact, Christian Murphy brought me into this field, um, and he always, always maintained that we were not the body, we were not our bodies. We, you are not your body, and he. So um, that was back. Christian Murphy was back in the thirties, forties, and fifties. He was really writing wow. and talking way ahead of his time uh, yes yeah wonderful <laughs> yep so there's a there's been a slow build up to where we are now with a lot of wonderful brilliant intelligent people leading the way yeah and, and and it's all doing good. Like none, none of the stuff is being lost. It's just being passed on. It's being changed. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And plus, with science, it's just being oh, proven. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. That that's the other thing. Um, I've tried to always be backed up by science. When I talk about Bruce Lipton, he is a doctor. Oh, he's a professor, Bruce Lipton. Um, and he's been working with cell the cellular system for um, ooh, oh, 30 odd years. I mean, so 
what when he says that we are not our bodies, he actually is saying this in, as a scientist. Mm -hmm. So uh, science is now just dragging us all, <laughs> dragging <laughs> us all in into a, a, a new um, era of of understanding. Yeah, like one of the pe people that actually talks a lot about that kind of thing too is even the Dalai Lama. Yes, yes, you know, he's he, lovely. He, and he comes in and, you mm. know, not only mm. does he talk about Buddhism, but he talks about some of the scientific mm. bases that Buddhism talks, you know. Yes. And um, look, isn't that such an ancient religion, isn't it? Well, it's not really a religion. It's a practice. I don't know. <laughs> Yes, and it's so old, and they've know they know so much. It's interesting what um, what has come out of India and, and China. Yeah. Um, uh, in ancient wisdoms that um, we in the West are now, we're almost proving it scientifically, aren't we? We're mm -hmm. proving what they knew, and we're proving it scientifically. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Everything that's you know. In Buddhism or in Hindu, the Hindu Vedas or Taoism, mm. all mm. that stuff mm. is very similar, and mm. science yeah. is leading in that direction. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. One of the reasons um, I wrote, uh, I one of the reasons I began this book, not only because of climate change and uh, and and um, uh, Finhorn. Um, I, as a potter and an artist, I'm also a teacher, but I was only teaching part-time. I never could do it full-time. But um, I was I was living in the bush, uh, in the country uh, at the time, an uh, area, a dairy farm area. And as a teacher, I saw these children, these teenagers that were, so empty, they they just had nothing. Um, the old ways of the church and the dancing, you know, and sports all seemed to have disappeared, and the religions seemed to have disappeared, and they they just did not have any sort of inner life. Uh, you know, I would see thirteen, fourteen year old girls sitting in the gutter drinking uh, after school and things like that. Just shocking, and so that was another reason for writing the book because these children, these teenagers in the country, have, they just lacked any sort of belief or self worth. That they just had no direction at all. So I that was um, I, I started that about I, I wrote this first book about fifteen years ago. Um, so I don't know if things have changed at all, but I was very shocked by some of the the lack of direction of some young people. Is do you think that's happening? You're in the country area. Mm -hmm. Is that happening in America? Yeah, yeah. I mean, not, I mean, most most of the kids now they're just glued to their cell phones. Oh God, yes. Like that's yeah. all they do is look at their yeah. phones. Look at their phone. Of course. Yeah, yeah. You know, so they're being yeah. like electronics are like yeah. a new drug. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's frightening, isn't it? Yeah. There's a lot 
there's a lot has to be done in a in a very short time span. Um, so I, I I don't know. I really don't know what the future holds. The next couple of years, anyway. I, I think it's going to get a bit worse before it gets better. I think. No, no, we'll see. Yeah, well, you you argue with me, Gary. Tell me I'm wrong. All right, I'll tell <laughs> you. I want to I'll, be I'll, wrong. I'm going to tell you you're wrong, man. Because <laughs> thank you. I I, I, yes. I I think maybe we. And I'm being honest too. I think maybe 2020 was a bottom for us. Uh-huh. And there's no there's yeah. nowhere to go but up from 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, it was really bad, wasn't it? Really I mean, bad. Out of all the, I mean, out of the years that I've lived, it was the worst. And yeah, and you've lived yeah. you've lived more years than I have. And <laughs> I know. Well, this is right, um, but um, I can't remember any any year so bad. No, no, you're quite right, because of the lockdown. Um, the whole world has been locked down. So, um, yes. Don't you think that the fact that the whole world has been locked down and forced to change is the um, is a uh, evidence of what I'm talking about, of this um, uh, lifting of, of the um, frequency level of consciousness? Don't you feel this is? I do. I I, I do. That's mm. definitely one part of it. I mm. I think that in, in another part of it is yet to come, which I think is going to be um some type of acceptance of extraterrestrials. Absolutely. I, I think that's going to play a part mm. too, and mm, then, and then from there, hopefully, we'll move into the direction of free energy and. Yeah, and start yeah. getting ourselves yeah. out of this mess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yes. we've we've and, had and the free energy technology forever. We just haven't. Used yeah, it. apparently, according to yeah, because I listen sometimes to um, um, Fade to Black as well, because uh, they're deeply, deeply into um, uh, alternate. Um, energies and the fact that ETs are here um, and um, it's interdim- and it's interdimensional um, um, so I think you're right that free energy has been around maybe even maybe even from oh, the end of World War two I think I, I think, I, I think been it's been around almost. since the days of Atlantis. Actually. Do you? Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what with crystals? Well, I think they probably use crystal. They probably had multiple ways of doing it, either with crystals. Um, I, I think it's possible that the pyramids and the obelisks were used as some mm. type of wireless mm. way of moving yeah. energy, um, mm. sort of like, like what Tesla was trying to do. Tesla um, seemed to know, didn't he? He did. They 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 certainly stopped that man. Yeah, they killed him uh, for it. Yeah, they did. Yeah, so you're quite right. So it is to do with an. It's to do with energy. It's to do. I think once we we um, everybody accepts that we're an energy structure, um, that then maybe you're right that we'll get free energy because it's part of what we are. Mm-hmm. 
But we have to change our view on what we are. I don't think medicine's doing that yet. No, no. But I, I think it was, that's how it's going to kind of play out. And, yeah, I think you might be right. You know, yep. whether I'll see it all come out in my lifetime, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know the time frame. No, no. <laughs> no, I, I think my negativity comes from the fact that I'm 80 or 80, you know, that I, I've, I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. All my life I've been waiting for the change, um, and it still hasn't happened. And so I think that that's why I'm a bit, um, uh -huh. maybe a little bit disappointed. Well, um, I think the change is ha has happened, but it's like watching grass grow. <laughs> you, 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 you can stare at the grass and not see it grow, yep. but it's actually growing. <laughs> it's actually growing, yep. Yeah, you're quite right. Um, and we won't see that perhaps for another 10 years or so. But certainly I can, I can agree with you that if I look back to even when I was listening to Art Bell in the 90s to now, it's amazing, amazing the changes that have taken place, both good and bad. Mm -hmm. Technology has been really bad, uh, but um, consciousness and, uh, and uh, people's awareness has expanded over that time so yeah so there is um there is there is hope absolutely we have talked for a long while we have and i think it's time to wrap it up since i've been it's time for me to yep. go to bed <laughs> at what time it is uh it's about nine thirty here nine twenty. okay okay so it's um it's a nearly it's going towards half past twelve in the day. Yeah, so, yeah you're, you're you're in a different day than me. Yes, I'm on <laughs> I'm in Sunday. <laughs> I'm still on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're so far behind. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Isn't so it? so so that proves that the Earth really is round. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh no, oh no. No, I'm with the flat earthers. Oh, it's gotta be flat. <laughs> you see, I can see it's flat. I look over the water and I can see the edge. No, it's flat. <laughs> these silly people, these silly flat earthers. Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much for taking the time uh, to be on today. And before we before we wrap it up though. Where can my mm -hmm. listeners find you and find your book? Well, well, that's my book can be found, I think, um, in most bookshops, and it's on Amazon. Um, in Australia, it's hard. Um, you, in Australia, I don't think it's in bookshops yet. I don't. It perhaps never will be. Um, but in America, I think it's in bookshops, but it's on Amazon. And I ha have been begging my son for the last three or four months to help me with a website. So within the next week, I hope to have a website, and then you can find me on the website, and I will talk to anybody about anything on my website. Um, I... Um, but at the moment, he's too busy. Mm -hmm. So, um, well, once that website, I, I'm, send me the I'm link. Not, 
uh, the, I'll send you the link as soon mm -hmm. as I've got, got it. Yeah, because this episode probably won't be out for about two weeks. So Okay. I'm All right. Well, I'll, I'll see him this afternoon. It's Mother's Day today. So I'll oh, happy see Mother's him. Day. <laughs> Thank you. I'll see my son this afternoon and make him help. So as soon as I <laughs> as soon as I get this website up and it could I mean it can happen in a day. Mm -hmm. It's not a big deal. Um I'll now to send it I just um I've got your email, so yep. I'll just do it through that email. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'll I'll make sure you have it within the next week. Okay. Um, I'll have a website and um and a blog area and um and a place for people to actually talk to me because I would love to hear from people. Awesome. Yeah. So so in the notes of this episode, I'll put a link to your book and mm. I'll also put a link to your website. Are you there? Yeah. Yep. Can you hear me? Yeah. Link to the book. Yeah. A link to the book and a link to your website will be in the notes of this episode. Okay. Good. That no, way they... I'll get that to you. Um, but this will force him to do it, won't he? I'll say. Oh, yeah, he's going to have to do it. He's going to be your this... Mother's Day present. <laughs> oh, what a good idea. That's a brilliant idea. <laughs> oh, right. Okay, that's good. So thank you very much, Gary. It's been fun. I've enjoyed it. Me too. Thank you for being a guest and coming on. And it was a pleasure speaking with you. And hang on for one moment. I just have to play my outro. Thank you for listening to Everything Imaginable on KGRA Radio. You can reach Gary at everythingimaginable2020.com or email him at everythingimaginable2020 at gmail.com. He's also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and LinkedIn. You can buy t-shirts, coffee mugs and other merchandise to support the costs of producing this podcast. Click on the merchandise link at the top of his page www.everythingimaginable2020.com Oh yes, I almost forgot. You can buy his book, Enlightenment Guaranteed. It's the only book on Zen that you'll ever need, and it's on Amazon. It'll change your life, because remember, everything that exists was first imagined. Hey, if you love what you listen to, don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe.